Guys, hello and welcome to the THQ podcast. Um, and if you've been following my stuff for over the summer, you've realised that I've lost about three stone recently. And I wanted to share with you how I did that um, and also how I've gone from eating twice as much food as what I was doing before, uh, but now being able to maintain a completely new body weight, completely new body shape, but constantly trying to increase how much food I'm actually consuming. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm sure you will get a lot from it. Okay guys, hello and welcome to the THQ podcast. In this episode, what I'm going to be talking about is my freestone weight loss journey. I'm sure you've heard me bang on about it a lot. Um, And the reason I keep going on about it is because it's really in line with a passion I have always, always believed in. And it's pretty much exactly why THQ has been set up the way it has over the years. Is because it's all about maintaining the result. It's not just about achieving a body transformation because anybody can achieve a body transformation, but what you can actually do to maintain it. Now, I got myself lost in a bit of a trap years ago and it wasn't that I wasn't maintaining my body shape. It was because I had a different view on what being fit was and what I should be doing as, say, a bodybuilder or someone trying to build muscle. So once a year, I'd get as ripped as what I possibly can, cut out everything out of my life. And then the second part of the year, I would just be, I wouldn't be eating rubbish continuously, but I wouldn't be tracking calories. I'd just be training as much as I could. And there was no sort of structure or process, which then leaded me to have higher levels of body fat. Um, and then I sort of just got fed up of that cycle this year. And what I just decided to do was to get myself into very good shape, but then not take my body to too low levels of body shape. Now, the very good shape that I got myself into is about what we take people into the shoot levels of body fat. So we get people into very good shape, don't take it to too much of an extreme, but when they're in very good levels of body fat, then we then hold off their transformation, we don't take them too low, they get a very good result, they've still got a nice set of abs, they've learned so much, but they're not to the point where they hated everything about life, they're at a very good point, and then we start to build their calories back up. Now this is what this video is all about, it's about how I've stayed focused, and as you can see, I'm not quite as lean as what I was, but I will get into that why, but generally, still round about the free stone mark that I've, I've lost, from January. Um, I'm still, I think, if we're talking about body fat levels, probably I was probably 10%, I'm I'm about 11.5 now or something. I'm still very lean, but I'll get into that. The point of it is I've been able to maintain it. How have I been able to maintain it? Because again, my mindset has completely shifted of what I actually should look like. So here is what I do and what I think now that you need to maintain your body shape. So the first thing you need to know, the first point is, that you need to know the facts and figures of what maintenance is to you. So your facts and figures is why do you want to stay in this shape? Um, and I'll get onto my why soon. But my facts and figures, what I actually look for physically, is that I look for I need to be staying in small to medium clothes sizes. That's what I need to look for. This is a small top. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to be trying to stay into. 34 but where I would need a belt. So if I'm just fitting into the 34, then I'm getting close to a 36. Whereas 34, I feel quite, you know, I feel fine. I feel like I could get into a 32. 
but that's what I, I tend to keep them at. So that's sort of my, my mindset with my clothes. And then I'm feeling good. As long as I'm feeling good, I'm feeling energized and my performance is good, they're the things that I look for. And the final thing is I always make sure that I'm seeing 12 on a scale. Weight is, is important. It's not the be all and end all. And you need to understand weight. But 12 stone is something I should always see on a scale. Now, let me revert back to my why. Now, the, the biggest reason I want to stay in shape, really, is f for all those reasons, selfish reasons, so we say, that I feel better, I feel more confident, and I feel like um, that... I just feel more me. When I'm in shape, I feel like I am more myself, and that is very, very important to me. It's, and it is a selfish way, it's selfish reason in, in itself, but it's also if I'm the best version of myself, I can be the best version for my family, for my friends, for my business, and I enjoy everything about life a hell of a lot more. Um, and that's one of the main reasons. Another one is I have got sort of a, a very, it, not necessarily a bad family history, but my dad died quite young, his brother's dad quite, died quite young. So there's quite a big meaning of, of why when it comes to looking at my family history, why it's important for me to stay in shape. Because I want to see my kids grow up, I want to see my grandkids grow up. So that is very um, prevalent in my mind. And I think it's something that is a big why and a big driver. And to be honest, it didn't that sort of saying things like that didn't mean much to me until I sort of turned 30. I know you're saying 30 is quite long, um, quite young, but to me, I, I see life a lot different when I'm 30 now. I, see, I do see life a lot different and I start to think about these things more. And maybe that is the real reason I've been able to maintain and change my mindset. You don't know, uh, but it is something that you need to get in your head. What is your true why? Now, you probably really won't have a why straight away, it's maybe something that will develop, um, but it's something that you really need to have in your mind. So, why don't I, um, why have I put a little bit of body fat on? So, what was my, I understand what my facts and figures are now. I've got generally no goal, um, other to know what my facts and figures are and maintain, I keep my why. Keep them, that is my goal, is to maintain it in that position. So, when I was 12 stone, and I was really, really at the low end of 12 stone, then if I missed a meal, and I was lower levels of body fat, but I was still maintainable, this, I'm on about this summer's cut, when I missed a meal, I was starving out, I was grumpy, I was grouchy, and you can't really live like that. So that's why I've just bumped my weight up a little bit, so I have that ability to be able to go a few hours without eating if I needed to. Um, but it's still seeing 12 on a scale. That is what is very, very important. So just to recap, just to make sure, make sure you're still with me, this isn't about how I achieved my transformation. This is about what I'm doing to maintain my progress. So one of, one of the things that you bring back when you start to maintain it is a little bit more relaxed at weekends and meals out and maybe holidays away because I've said it before, I've said it again. There's no room for having your weekends in it. When you're trying to get lean, you're trying to make progress, you've done the six weeks, you've done the 12 week program that we offer, or maybe you're just watching this as a non-teacher member, when you're getting in shape, you've got to stay focused and make progress every single day. But when you reach the goal and you can maintain it, you can have them weekends, you can have them meals out and you can be a lot more flexible. So what do I do now to make sure that I am allowed, allowing myself that flexibility and that lifestyle and living a little bit, but at the same time, achieving my facts and figures and making sure I'm in line with my why. So if I have a night out coming up, I maintain that discipline at the start of the day. 
So I'll still prepare decent food. It's not just because I'm going out. I think the worst thing you can think of, and I hear it all the time, is when I'm going out tonight, I'm going to eat, going out for a big meal, I may as well have crap all day because I'm going to ruin it there. That really does not make sense. That is the worst thing you could possibly do. So I still stay disciplined, and then I have my night out. I generally have lower days throughout the week over the full seven days. Now, I talk a lot about seven-day calories. It's very important. Again, there is no room for seven-day calories when you're trying to make progress. You need to focus on day-to-day. You're making progress. You're putting in that effort. But when you've maintained it, you can look at your calories for the whole week. So I know if I'm going out on a Saturday night, I'll then bring my calories down Monday to Friday so I've got a lot more to play with. Do I still track calories on a weekend? Yes, I do. Do I get them accurate? 100% not. But let's say I was having a buffet. If you go into my fitness pal, you can put a buffet, you can probably find a buffet, you can guess it probably about 800, 900 calories, which it probably is a full buffet plate, and you put it in. Is it 100% right? No, of course it's not. But does it give you something to play with? Yes, it does. Again, that's why there's no room for calories over the seven days when you're trying to make progress but it helps me maintain my body shape and you can still look at it. So lower days at the start of the week, very, very important. Now, if I was on holiday and I was, or a weekend away, then it depends what type of holiday it was. Like, let's say if, I, you know, if you're going away with your friends and you're going away for two or three days, just gonna be eating, drinking, whatever. But if you're going away for a two week holiday or a week holiday with your family, I try to have, I always train first thing in the morning because it makes me feel good. And then I have, I have a little breakfast and try and fast for as long as I go for a longer period of time to I get to the evening. Then I have a few drinks in the evening and then I have a bigger meal in the evening. That seems to work better because the worst thing you can do on holiday is get to two or three days into your holiday and start wishing you was at home again because you feel like crap and you can't wait to get back into a routine. So I'll, I'll recap on that. You've waited for a holiday all year look forward to it, act like an absolute idiot for three days of your holiday, feel like crap, and then wishing your normal routine back. It doesn't make sense. Still maintain some sort of discipline so you can enjoy your longer holidays and actually feel good. Yes, you're gonna gain body fat. Yes, you're gonna, you know, you're not gonna be 100%, but the main thing is when you're on holiday, you feel good. Now, when it gets to weekends as well, there is no room for the fuck it moment, the uncontrollable binge, sod it, it's weekends. Yes, you can have increased calories. Yes, you can have your alcohol. Yes, you can have your meals out. But is there any room for uncontrollable eating? No. If you think you won't absorb a 10,000 calorie binge, and a lot of people who think sod it would eat easily 10,000 calories, there's 3,000 calories in one pizza sometimes, then you will absorb every single last calorie and it will knock you back three weeks. And this is where people get misunderstood what's, um, they, they think day to day, right? So let's say somebody has an uncontrollable binge for a weekend, get to Monday, they'll have the chicken and veg as normal, they've probably still got away with it, but then as them calorie, as them days go on, them calories over the seven days have gone up because your body's trying to match it, you've probably had it before, you think you've got away with it, you feel quite lean, then Wednesday you're feeling a bit crap. But then we look at what we've had on a Wednesday and a Tuesday, not what we've had for the last four weekends in a row. Because it's the last four weekends in a row that's the problem, trust me. So let's talk about alcohol. We all like alcohol, we all have a drink, majority of people watching this. Um, and as I've said before, if you're trying to progress, there's 
times where you do have to cut out drinking. It's just one of them things um, you do have to do, but you're trying to achieve that goal. And if you do drink when you're on a goal and you're trying to make them progress forward, then gin, slimline tonics, like it's pretty much the way to go, things like that. But when you're maintaining, you can pretty much have whatever drink you want. Now, two different contrasts the way you're looking at it. If I am going out for a meal, I probably have more lower calorie stuff because I'm going out for a meal, so I might have gins or vodkas and then, or wine or whatever, um, and then I'll have my meal. If we're going out drinking and I've got no, I'm not gonna eat, then I'll try and not eat, like all, all night and then in the evening as well. So majority of the time I do try and do it, but that's what I try and do. How do I do that? By drinking beer, because beer will fill me up, I'll still trap beers, there ain't no room for having 20, 30 pints, but I still have it, and it fills me up as well. You just have to know and maintain that discipline that you can't have anything to eat if you're having your calories from that. Again, it's all about the maintenance. What do you do at, let's say you, you like a drink at home on the weekend? Now, again, um, the odd weekend, I will drink Friday, Saturday, Sunday, probably a little bit too much, but I do still try to maintain the discipline on a Friday, my discipline on a Sunday, so I just have a few on a Friday, probably have a little bit more on a Friday, Try to only have one or two on a Sunday and then have a Saturday. But I'm still tracking throughout the um, weekend and I still know where I'm at with my calories. That's very, very important. So, the next point I'm gonna talk about is training. So when is the best time to train? So when you're achieving a goal, you're so focused on achieving that goal, nothing gets away with your training sessions. You're boom, 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 you're there all the time. You, you're training three times a week. You'll do everything. You'll turn the world upside down to make sure you make that fourth session, maybe that fifth session, maybe that sixth session. You're there, and then all of a sudden that goal's gone, and you're like, well, you don't have to absolutely always give that time to training, but you do need to give at least three times a week. And then you've got to look at when is the most convenient time that you can get in consistently. You're not trying to break any records, you're not trying to go on be in the Olympics, you're not trying to be on a bodybuilding stage, you're not trying to do anything like that, you're trying to make sure that you attend the gym. So I train first thing in the morning, early morning. It's not the best time for me to train, it's not the best time for me performance, but it's the best time that I can train when I get no distractions and I make sure I get my sessions in. So I, I prefer to train mid-morning if I can get the odd session, if I arrange to do a training session with somebody, then I may be able to get a mid-morning a mid -morning session because I've got that accountability because um, I'm meeting somebody. But if I leave it to my own device, I get a little bit wrapped up in work, then I may be able to get a call from my wife and I have to go back home early, blah, blah, blah. So getting it done in the morning early is when you're gonna guarantee you're gonna get your sessions in. The next thing I wanna talk about is like, what is your reason now for training? That's what you need to realize, is what's your reason for training, right? You don't wanna to have to keep breaking records after records after records, but you wanna be fit, you wanna be healthy, so you, need, you still need to make them sacrifices when it comes to training. Now, I'm nearly at the end of this now because I don't really wanna to go too much. I want you to think about the points that I'm trying to make here today because it is our number one goal, and it always has been, to not only achieve a result, but to maintain a result. Now, it really does break my heart if I'm in Buxton and I'm walking around, and I see somebody that hasn't, that's achieved an amazing result with us, but then they've gone backwards, like they've left us and they've gone backwards and they've not 
And that is really something that really does upset me. And this is why education and living it is key and is understanding how to actually achieve it because I really want people, because nothing is better, nothing means more to me than even when I see somebody that, I, that used to be a member and they're still in shape. You know, we have members that, you know, they get in shape, they stay for ages, and then, they, you know, for whatever reason, they don't, they leave for six months, then they come back and they're still in amazing shape. That means absolutely everything to me, and that's what I really want you to understand by this free stone thing that I keep banging on about all the time, is maintaining a result is possible. And I am here to motivate you, inspire you, to maintain your result once you've achieved it. Guys, if there's anything um, I can do, if you're a non-member and you want an inquiry about our six-week program, just drop me a message on Facebook, Carl Lambert, or email me at carl at transformationhq.co.uk, or there's a link in this description. Click the link, and if you obviously current members, ask me any questions you want I can help you with, and also, anything you want me to talk about in the podcast, a little bit more in depth, something that you're struggling with, drop me a message and I'll be happy to help. Guys? Thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and I will see you all in the next episode.